With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's the Anfield Wrap in association with Reds Bet. I've got Gareth Roberts, Andy Heaton, Ian Salmon and Jay McKenna all with me uh, to talk about Manchester United nil, Liverpool nil. But we are in association with Reds Bet, uh, the company where 50% of your losses, their profits, goes back into community-related causes. Do check it out on their uh, redsbet.com. Uh, and if it's not for you, it's not for you. Uh, and I'll always be gamble responsibly and be gamble aware. Uh, Manchester United nil, Liverpool nil. Gareth, all a bit odd. In the end, there's no real sort of end product of this game where I'm able to say, oh, there was this, there was this, there was this. It was a game with no shape to it at all, and Liverpool didn't play very well. No, um, I thought they started all right, and I thought they looked like the side more likely when, when the game started, and I was quite happy with the start. I thought, you know, United looked nervy. You see that Ashley Young back pass early on. Yeah. We've got that indirect free kick, and you think, hello, you know, Liverpool are on it, and they're not. And I thought, you know, Man United show Liverpool lots and lots of respect in how they set up and what in what they do across the ninety. But they obviously got more confidence as time went on. But yeah, I think I think I've seen some piss taken online about what Klopp said about the injuries disrupting Liverpool. But I think he's right. I think you know all all those people going down, going off the substitutions and everything else. It's as much the game going dead. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, just else. stopping yeah. and everyone's hanging round and just 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 standing round and they, they, they didn't get going from there on in really. And it, it was disappointing because, you know, there's lots and lots of people arguing right now. It's it everywhere you look, and and I, I get it to be honest. Because while you can dress it up in the context and say it's a decent result, and, and United's an hard place to go, and you know Liverpool have only won 16 times in 85 attempts in the league and things like that, they were there for the taking. That, I think that's the problem. They were there for the taking. You felt that Liverpool should get three points there, and it's disappointing to only get the one. It's, I'll just come back to you on this before I bring everyone else in because the argument, the way people are arguing post match, it's it's almost a bit of a microcosm now of the whole season. In that, a point at Old Trafford, I think most of us would have took it before a ball was kicked, and a yeah. point at Old Trafford is always a good result. But the way the game went, where we are on the table, if you'd have offered me, you know, back in in September, you'll be a point clear of City, eleven games to go. I'd have taken it. Absolutely. After we go to the Etihad earlier in the season, again, if you'd have said you'd be four points clear of City after leaving the Etihad, we'd all have been made up. But the way that game pans out, and there's loads of these. We've never had as many points at this stage of the season. We're a point clear. That these just sort of mount up. Where simultaneously, you know, you you're just sort of aware of the scope and the scale and the opportunity, and you never quite feel as though Liverpool are grabbing that opportunity exactly. that's in front of them. Exactly. That. I mean, you know, even the stuff where people are trying to spin it and be positive, and I get why they do it. Of course, we all support Liverpool, and there's a lot to be positive about. Yeah, and there's loads to be positive about. But equally, like Everton's got another side to it, mm. and it almost feels like both <laughs> both things are right. So you can say, yeah, Liverpool have only topped the Premier League at, at this stage of the season twice ever in the Premier League era and all that kind of stuff. Well, equally, then you can say, well, fucking hell, boys, do you want to start like taking your chances when you've got them? Do you want to start beating the side? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to start getting ahead of City because we know they're a good side? And this is opportunity for you to be three ahead instead of one and all that kind of thing and, and that, that's that's where the frustration's coming from the cognitive dissonance of support in Liverpool and Salmon <laughs> oh, uh, it, is, uh, it, is, it is killing us all we basically needed across the course of that 90 minutes and the manager's quite frank about it post-match we needed to be a lot better in the final third I think you can look at a lot of the rest of the pitch you can make an argument around all the back eight that they all play reasonably well up to a point we needed to be better in the final third yeah I, I think we basically we needed to play better football all afternoon I think we start off we do start off very well and we look like the team who are going to do it we're playing with pace we're playing with energy but there's no connection up front and I completely accept the idea that their injuries disrupted us as much as they did them to an extent you know obviously them losing three players is worse than us only losing one player but once you've lost you've had that period of disruption all of which happens before the half hour mark that doesn't excuse the second half I think the second half is the most disappointing part of the game because the second half is where we should be pushing on. We should be changing shape. We should be doing something different with our forward line. I, I thought half time is the case that you know, Sturridge isn't going to have an effect. We've already seen that Sturridge is less likely to have an effect than anybody else. Push him out to one of the, the wings where he's going to have less effect. Put Salah up front. Put Manny on the right. Put Trent on because 
they have nothing down the left-hand side. All their pace is gone. They're not going to target the area we thought they were going to target. Milner's having an absolute dog of a game. Um, I didn't intend to do the entire game in one go here. Um, but <laughs> and that I was think, the Anfield draft. And that was the Anfield draft this week. He didn't need to come out this morning. I think the thing we've got there is that we don't take advantage of a very rattled um, United side. Although I know we'll probably get back to discuss the atmosphere from their ground because that's got to be taken into account. The, the one point I think we do need to take into account across the entirety of the season is leagues are very, very hard to win. We're currently one point ahead of City. City weren't winning their first league of this era until the last 30 seconds of the last game of the season. They had moments where they were nervy. We can be nervy. We can go to United and we can be nervy. It's a nervy place to go at the best of times. Are we, aren't we having a conversation here, Andy, about the type of nervy we want to see? Because I'm, I'm perfectly. I mean, there's, there's, you know, I'll say, I'll say it again. You go and watch a league, a mid-table League Two match um, between two sides who are going to come eleventh and twelfth, and if one of them's one 0 up with twenty to go, you'll see plenty of nerves on show. It's literally part of playing the sport. It's the part of the way the game works. For me, my disappointment from the game is it wasn't David de Gea man of the match. It wasn't Liverpool laying waste to a Manchester United goal when they showed that vulnerability. It was a game that just kept breaking down on the edge of the Manchester United final third, and that's where decision-making wasn't quite where you wanted it to be from Liverpool. Yeah, um, I don't I don't necessarily agree with the, with the nerve shot. What I do agree is I think they may be trying to, almost trying too hard, trying to be a little bit too precise, trying to make sure, um, you know, I, I, I buy the arguments that, you know, if United was stronger, it probably, we probably made more of a game of it. It's almost that expectation. Sometimes that you know, United the week they had the injuries. You know, we we just need to, and that can get on top of them a little bit. Like they're almost expected to go and push on now. Um, I think also United were f well, not forced, but because of the way the game went, it was almost reverted to a Mourinho-esque yeah. United. Yeah. Yeah. Performance as opposed to what we've seen. But they had previously. Been eighteen yards. I mean, look, it, 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 it's it's one of them is that you did, we said before the game, so it's not hindsight. You take a point, but it was the nature of the points. It's two very, very, very different things. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it has to go down as a missed opportunity, but it it, it is what it is. It's just my, for me the there's a little bit of confirmation bias in there, in so much as all the little fears at the back of your head, which have been ignored and suddenly start creeping in. Um, and, and they get and they manifest themselves and get bigger and bigger and bigger with every point dropped. And it's I think the trick with that is is almost trying to find a way to dismiss them. Yeah. Um, Jay McKenna's been quiet for seven minutes. Uh, suggests that engagements changed him. Um, there is um, <laughs> there is something around. Just you, you've done nothing wrong, have you? You just got bodies there, and you're just thinking to yourself, "It's harsh, this, isn't it?" Are we back on band this film. Um, yeah, nothing else. Neil talking around and uh, just, Neil just taking his place. place. Just yeah. taking his place. Um, I think the shape things probably the most concern. And Jay and, and Ian mentioned there that the substitution of storage. Don't get me wrong, you know, managers have to make split-second decisions, and I'm sure when Solskjaer looks back over the game, he was regretting his decision to bring Lingard on uh, in the way in which he did, because yeah. given the, lad, the fact that the lad only lasts 20 minutes, you do wonder whether or not there's reasons why you do storage for Firmino. But it did feel to me like one where it was either going to go very, very right or go wrong as it did. And it's worth pointing out that Salah doesn't play well, Mane doesn't play well, but you do wonder about that change there. Yeah, it, I, I think that... He's got a choice to make, Annie, the manager at that point. He's thinking, right, we're on top. We're, we're, we're having lots of the ball. Will it come good? Is it going to click? And that, that's the thing. It just didn't happen all afternoon for us, really, in the end. Didn't happen against Bayern Munich in part, and, and there should be some concerns there, but it wasn't happening. So he's probably thinking, well, I go as close to like for like as I can. Yeah, I go as close to it. I feel no, like it's going to happen. I, I'm, so, wa yeah. I'm, wa I'm watching that game in ours, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying to my future father-in-law, and say to him, you know, I can see why he's done storage here. A player who's going to get the ball into his feet, he's going to hold it up a bit. He might lay it off in or around the box. He's a bit better at having it to his feet than saying bringing on a Rigi. In hindsight, and there was a thought at the time, you're thinking, well, is it Chiquiri here? And you change the formation, you put Salah up top. The way the game panned out with Salah being very isolated, you know, Luke Shaw did have him in his back pocket. Is you know, do you make? Do I think Salah was poor as well for that. But do do you make a change and and, and make United think again? Because I think that the bit that happened with United is when they had their injuries, they did become a bit more reunited. They changed their shape and, ha and not just even the play, even the players that 
stayed in the same position, played very differently. They weren't breaking forward. They didn't have Rashford to lead the line for them anymore and, and, and do that running. So they were very conservative. Lukaku goes to the wing and does an awful lot of work. And we just didn't quite then know how we were going to beat them. Is there is there a little thing? I, I, I think pretty much, Jay, there was a lot of a lot of talk that United's back four can be got at. And I actually think if you come away from the game and watch good. it back, as individuals, you know, Ashley Young has a really good game. You can see all the leadership qualities he brings. Uh, Smalling's just come back from injury. He's just, he's a good one-on-one defender. Lindelof's difficult to deal with. Luke Shaw, you just said, we, played well. We could and should have tested them more. You know, I know it's on the agenda and stuff like that. The crosses into the box that we just didn't, we didn't create a thing that threatened them where we tried to draw them out. And, I think that's where it then comes into what was our shape once them injuries happened. Should we have changed ours? Where you know you've got some more midfielders getting on the ball, so you'd make their centre arse or you make their you know because Firmino goes off, that makes a difference. They don't have to worry anymore about their centre arse coming out to you. Yeah, none of their centre arse had to make that choice when Firmino drifts ten yards. They didn't have to think right. Do I follow him? Because if I don't, he gets the ball, or if I do. Right, he's going to play Salad in behind, and it might be the one time he gets behind Luke, Luke Shaw. And, and I think that, that it just made it easier for them to, to do their job than of just defending. The first half an hour, Ian, if it did feel like a matter of when, not if. That was the looking back at the game now and sort of feeling the way in which it just becomes this weird, formless blob in the second half. First half, I was I was very much this is coming, this is coming, this is coming, this yeah. is coming, and then it doesn't come, um, and it's it just ebbed away at that point. But I, it really did feel like you would you would, you were going yeah we're going to go in the break here one 0 yeah completely it 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 felt like a game that we were going to capitalise on and it did feel very much you know you get that amount of injuries to key players for them that's that's going to disrupt them you think we're going to take it here and we did look threatening I thought you know we're talking about how poor Mane was but I think we're talking about how poor Mane was in the second half because in the first 20 minutes I thought he was excellent he looked like the player who was most likely to create something by picking the ball up and running from deep Salah was obviously quiet Firmino was looking capable until the half hour but after that, it just never quite happens. I think you then get that issue that I, I think the second half is the biggest thing that we need to worry about. The we can't deal with. They went to what seemed a very orthodox four-five-one watching on the telly yeah. in the pub, um, and to counter it, we went to a very orthodox-looking four-four-two. I thought, which basically you can't have a three to deal with five midfielders because you're going to get swamped. But we took away our attacking force at the same time as not quite margin. It, be, it just became a midfield game. It's it's one where the the changes make a difference, and then there's also the only real genuine moment of class I'd say in the game, Gareth, which is the Lukaku ball and Allison's save. I think that you know both. Uh, to be to be honest with you, were, were absolutely tremendous mm-hmm. bits of football, and and one creates the other. It's fantastic save, isn't it? It's fantastic, you know, moments, and it, and so easily could have given away a penalty. And you know, it, it's almost one of them where you you, you celebrate it like a goal because you're like. That's a goal. Yeah. Um, that's a goal for them, and and the keepers pulled off an absolute world of a moment and kept us in it. But you know we don't build on upon it at all, and I think it's just disappointing. Like you know what Ian's saying there, we just became too predictable, and like Man United looked happy to me for Milner to get the ball because nothing happened after that. Yeah. You know what I mean? What was the next pass after Milner? Don't know because he just kept putting crosses into the box that weren't finding the man. And I looked it up before he put in seventeen. 17 crosses yeah. and three of them found a Liverpool player it's about one every four minutes so the ball's in play it's, and it just became too predictable and nothing came down the other side nothing came through Robertson and yet Man United just look fairly comfortable with it all and we have one shot on target across the 90 which you know bearing in mind all the ball we have bearing in mind what we said earlier about where we are and what we're trying to do and the fact that half of their players you know, like the, the reenacting casualty on the pitch. <laughs> you know, we should be doing something there. We should we we should be trying to win it. And and the the changes, I think the manager's got got to take it in the face on that month and just say the storage doesn't work at all. Um, and Shakiri probably should have been done earlier when he is done. For Henderson, didn't didn't quite seem right. I'm not saying Henderson. Was, I'm not saying Henderson was brilliant. I just but I just thought he was doing his job and he was doing okay and he was absolutely fine. 
Um, and obviously in that loads now is being made of the little, you know, when he applauds the fans and Klopp thinks he's snubbing them and all that kind of thing. I think that's a lot of the bollocks, by the way. I don't think there's anything in that at all. I think he genuinely was applauding the fans and you can literally see him when Klopp grabs him. He's going, I was applauding yeah. the fans. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, explaining this to yeah. He's not doing a kepper pretending he couldn't see the manager no, on the sideline. No, like, so I, I think that's a bit of a storm in the teacup and just, you know, gold for Sky Sports, isn't it? But, um, yeah, it's just, it's 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 an hard one to cope with for me. It, my my head's gone a little bit off it, and, and I've definitely gone yesterday off it. I'm a bit better today because the sun's shining, <laughs> the sun's shining, and I've looked in the newspaper and we're definitely top of the league. <laughs> done, done your research, <laughs> Andy. On the on the Allison moments, yeah. it's it's what it's what we bought him for basically. It's it's literally the thing, you know. In the same way that last season when Salah's banging in world, he's top corner, left, right, and centre. You're able to say, yeah, that's what we paid the money money for, and then some. With Allison, that is what we paid the money for. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and he done what the best goalkeepers do. He made Lingard make a decision. Um, strikers generally, I mean, if you, if Michael Owen is brilliant on talking about strikers process things, and ideally, every striker's got like a favourite finish. So Owen's thing is he try and sit the keeper down and just lift it over him. Allison waits till so the ball comes through. Allison waits till Lingard takes a touch, and then pounces. He's he's basically he's trying to. Exactly what he's trying to make Lingard do what Lingard ended up doing. Yeah. He's, he, what he said to Lingard is he said, make your choice. As yeah. soon as he's made his choice, he said, now nah, I'm going to get you before now, you execute yeah. it. And scooped it out. And, and but the, the aggressiveness and the speed, because yeah. he could have easily given away a penalty yeah. there. Yeah. Mm. And being sent but, off. And being sent off. Um, yeah, phenomenal. I, I'm with Gareth. Because th- I was in, in the away end, so it was towards our end. But I thought goal. I just went shit. You know, you, you know, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that moment There's before a man the opposition goal scored. Trafford. Last year it's a goal. Yeah, I just think year goal. goal. And Gareth's right when he made that save. Suddenly there was a big lift. It was a massive, massive lift. So yeah, no fantastic. And as you said, it's what you pay your money for. And I, I think it's more than just the father's value on the Milner thing. Um, and we're talking about the manager. I said hindsight's easy to give him a kick, but I don't understand. Once Rashford was playing on one leg, why we why Trent didn't get on? If it's all about an attacking threat, because uh, yeah. one thing that Trent can do, he will carry the ball, ball, but he'll hit the byline. And he'll hit, I, I'm not knocking Milner. Yeah. He was Mil- terrible. Mil- Milner's got Milner's got a habit of crossing fr- from in line with the 18 yard box, whereas Trent he'll play the one two, he'll give and go. He's got that recovery pace where he c- can commit further forward. But he wouldn't have needed the recovery pace yesterday because the left wing well, was out of the game. I, no, I understand. And I, I understand why he's playing. Then he put he's, him he put, up top, didn't he? I understand why he put Milner in initially, but I don't under if it was so much change. I don't understand why Trent was left on the bench unless there's some injury that, this, that, that, yeah. that we don't this know is, about. This is partly why I think we didn't see as much of Robertson because he put Lukaku on the right. And then he had to be thinking about him because Lukaku was a bit of an outlet for them. And I think the same probably happened with the Trent thing. I would have liked to have seen it. But there was a bit, and maybe, you know, Andy might say from the, the away end, was there a sense in the ground that you could notice Rashford was injured? Because the commentators were making an awful lot of it and they were saying about he's walking and he's not tracking back. But United then had five midfield and then he'd do a sprint in there. And I, I, I was saying this watching the game and as I was thinking, it's very easy though to say, isn't it? Oh, he was injured. We should have got at him. You can't always notice that. And it was clearly an injury that he could manage. He could manage it because he was... He still played football for 90 minutes and he'd gone down and he carries on. So you, you, maybe if you're pool, you're thinking, well... Is he actually injured? Oh, how he, injured is he? How injured is he? Yeah, is he injured? And that he's just—he's only going to sprint when the ball comes over the top. Versus, think so. I'll be honest with you now. I'll be honest with you now. Until it got mentioned to me towards the end of the second half, as pointed out to me, and then on the coach home afterwards, no, no, it didn't. It wasn't that. It wasn't that noticeable. It wasn't like you know he, he was limping around or anything like that. Yeah. So, no, exactly not. So, so does that does that affect the manager's decision making? Then maybe they're not seeing that same thing. They're wondering what the because the, the the thing with that is is. And I know what we're saying about Trent getting forward, but then imagine he had made that change. He's probably thinking, if I make that change and we are getting forward, and then they switch to Kahu or switch, you know, thingy, and they score down that time. Because United still was somewhat threatening, and they still broke. Yeah, but they started the second it, half very well. It, it, the, the other side, the hindsight was he'd get absolutely but, slammed. But on that, Jay, just to sort of. The other thing is, when you talk about the changes, is he actually only has two. By the time this becomes yeah, a lot of conversation, point, yeah. that he's because he's lost one mm-hmm. uh, to the to the Firmino storage thing, which you can definitely and we will have a chat about it again in a minute as to whether or not it was the right move at that stage. But he does only have two subs to play with, and that yeah. I think I think that's very much in his mind as well. That he, you know, in the same way that for instance, Solskjaer can't do a thing. The Liverpool manager knows that he's yeah, only he got two subs. Six, if he gets to sixty and he's not to make a sub, you can see that. 
if, if you use Trent sub. at that point, that might be the first sub. Miller's been booked. That's the first sub. See if that changes the shape of the game, and then you see what you do with your midfield. So your attackers. No, I can, I can understand that. It's a, you know, it's circumstances. There were some positives though for me watching that way, and and it comes to the Allison thing, doesn't it? If and on the conversation on City, we might not have won the league yesterday, but we certainly haven't lost it. And there's lots of times where you would have thought Liverpool could easily have lost the league with City at times. Exactly, City yeah. and that is still got to do with this. City have just lost players and all going on this. But there's that thing of, well, you know, we're keeping ourselves there. We're, we're not. We're at, at least we're not throwing the league away. We're literally not. You know, we're, we're still we're still top. There's, there's something in Jay, isn't there? The idea that they come out second half and they bombard us for 50, for 15 minutes. We're very much on the back foot, and then we get the foothold back in the game. And I thought that was arguably Liverpool's best achievement in the game is they managed to turn around the first the flurry start of the second half from Manchester United, and then on about sort of 57, 58, the game was back to being played very much in Man United's half. Now you can say that we don't do enough with it because we don't, but we managed to get that initiative back, and we get that back by being grown up, mature. Football and the ground, the ground was massively up at, at that section of the game as well, wasn't it? It's probably like the best you, you've heard Old Trafford for a long time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we all we Neville all said that, that on the commentary. You all ripped the piss out of it and say, you know, it's it's just full of tourists and it's not what it was once. But you know, it, it was that thing, wasn't it? They didn't want us to win. They're desperate for us not to win the league. All the blitz you've seen interviewed on the tally, or oh, I prefer City, I prefer Spurs, I prefer anyone but Liverpool and that was the sense you got in the yeah. ground in that moment, they were like we, we, we can really spoil that day, we can go for it, we can win and the players will have sensed that and they, they were on top at that stage. We, we do talk about the effect that we have on opposing teams coming yeah. to Anfield and we do it with 55,000, they did it yesterday with 75,000, that that place I've, I've never heard and you can take the thing, you know, where does Sky put the mics for the crowd? But you could hear it. It was rising. They sounded deafening yesterday. That's what I think the midfield three. I think Gareth, they all have good games in their own way. But there is a problem with bridge into the front three. And that's yeah. you know, where there's a little, maybe, you know, maybe if, if for instance, Kaita plays, he doesn't play as well in aspect of the game as Wijnaldum. But maybe he, he, he gets it forward better. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. It's all maybes. But each of those midfield three, I think, in their own way, have good games. No, I, I, I would agree with that as well. But, but it is frustration that. None of them really do. You know, Van Alden's capable of it, isn't he? And I think, you know, he got frustrated. You see him with a shot well over the bar and things like that. And you're like, you know, you can do better from that position. And and I thought there was an argument there for Keiter at some point just because he carries the ball. I know he hasn't been the greatest so far and all the rest of it. But, you know, I thought you got a little snapshot just when, you know, Joel Matip turned into John Barnes briefly and yeah. wins as a free kick. That was brilliant. It was quality, wasn't yeah, yeah. it? But, you know, that that was what you got when someone decided to have a little run at them. And, and we never saw that enough. We were too predictable, like I said before. And so something a little bit... You know, to the left, something a little bit different. Someone taking a risk, someone running at that defence could have given them more problems by the look of things. But we never, we never, we never done it all then. Is there an element? And I'm not trying to excuse anything, but you talk about the psychology of it with the players. Yeah, a, a win would have been fantastic, but a defeat could have potentially been catastrophic. Yeah. So when you're talking about risk reward, etc., etc., is there an element in the minds going, all right, well we should be winning this, but. You know, so well, you, win the next, you win the next two, seven out of yeah. nine's fine. It's absolutely fine. I think it? we could be sitting here in May looking back, going, That's safe from Allison Wilson. So, what, 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 what I'm trying to say, Jay's sorry, Jay. Has he already said he's, that? He said the point, not that thing, but he says, He said, Was it a good point? And he says, Well, we won't know. He, he's clearly disappointed. He's got all yeah. of the things he said. He's not trying to be positive. He's not trying to do nothing. He's not trying to be smart. He just literally says, well, we'll know if that's a good point at the what, end of the season. What I'm, yeah. trying, what I'm trying to and say it genuinely is, could be. What I'm trying to say is, sorry, I'd rather lose to Burnley than Man United. Do you know what I mean? Just the psychology. Or just the, the, well, the well Neville talks before the game. He's talking about the idea that this is easily a place you could come and the walls crumble. And and he, he says that. He says, you know, that you could lose three or four and Graham Soonest of the many moments where yes, he wanted to like kill someone <laughs> says <laughs> like, like literally watch it the, the best right watch it <laughs> why back. are you looking at me like that yeah watch it back <laughs> but just don't watch any of the footy just watch graham soonest they should Brilliant. be on but he but he says he was like you really think Liverpool are going to do that and Gary Neville's like, like them panicking, no. Um, <laughs> but it could happen. I like Graham Sooness is just looking at him. But, he, but what he's, the, is, is why the point is right, isn't it? That's like, how many times have we gone to United tonight and watched them spawn a goal? When 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 that cross comes in, right, and you're thinking, you know, the, the one with Roberts, you think there's a goal here. There's a goal. They're going to score. 
because it's just what happens at United, Lingard. It's just what's happened to us at United. So well, we've changed that. We, you know, th- those things where you change. We've gone there. We've gone to Old Trafford. Whatever we think of this game, and it's not trying to be overly positive. We've gone to Old Trafford. But the strangest, and looked like we should have just done what we wanted. But the strangest thing, Jay, is I'll come back to the, to you know we're, we're ten points better off now I think than we were at this stage of the season in oh eight oh nine where you know we, you can look at the previous title challenge seasons you can say Liverpool are doing this much better it's an unbelievable points total it's historic yeah. it's both for this club but also in general for the prem, for, 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 for not just for the Premier League but for the top flight for the first division the flip side is it is this. What if one more thing happens? And I think yeah, this side, true. if you go right the way through this season, I don't think this side has actually been very good in games where a draw will do. In that, you know, a draw would have done against Napoli. Yeah. And we were crap. A draw would have done away in Paris. And we weren't great. Even games where we've got a draw, Arsenal away, we get 1-0 up. And I don't think we're terrific once we're 1-0 up away at Arsenal. And this is where, you know, maybe this is the next phase for this team. Maybe it's gone from the sort of side who, who, who 18 months ago would have would have got beat there at Old Trafford, yeah. who today get the point. And if if they go on and they win this title this season, no next season, no to, well, no to get a point, but no to turn that one point into a, into their spawny three points. Yeah. They get the spawny goal. They get the goal that goes it's, What Liverpool now get to do is go there and say, right, this game has got the same pattern. It's, it's, a, it's what Guardiola's done for City, isn't it? City's thing is repetition. And the repetition is based on you trying the same thing again and again and again. But City are used to playing against teams like that, where that same thing pattern of play happened yesterday. So Klopp and Liverpool sit there and say on the 60 and 70 minute mark, like, well, this happened last time against this team, so we just need to do this now. That's try almost, this that's now. almost the worrying thing. No, I think what you've just said in that, you know, when you watch City, you can see that, you can see those patterns, you can see, and like yeah. you see, you score loads of goals and you think, I've seen that goal before, yeah, basically. Yeah. Whereas with Liverpool, when, the, when, when they just get into a bit of a funk sometimes, like they did yesterday, yeah. you're like, I've seen this, this before. before. Yeah. And I, well, <laughs> but I think it's that thing of, now there is a pressure and attention. It's it's what's leading to the either outright what are you all moaning for? What's top of the league? Or we can't, you know, or this is the worst but, thing ever. Whereas the reality is what we've said in the middle. It's quite good. It's sound, but there's a pressure there that we just even if it's even if you can't feel it yet, you just know it's the, there. Liverpool don't want to lose the league now. But there's the Gareth, my comparison there, and that's why I was relative in one sense when I was thinking about it last night, relatively relaxed, is in October when the game's got a similar pattern, there's been an injury, 55 minutes against Napoli, we go on and lose. And also, it goes, yeah. you, you get to 55, and I was thinking this reminds me of Napoli on 55, and where, and maybe Napoli in a better side, or everyone was in a different place then, but that's why I was pleased with it on 60, that we grabbed the initiative back. It's almost like we've learned from the Napoli thing. We haven't done the next thing, which is go make it 1-0 yourselves, boys. But what we didn't do was get get ourselves into the massive tangle we did when we were in Naples. Yeah, I, I think it, it turns into now what happens next. like, And and, and then it'll be seen in the prism of that. So, you know, you, you beat Watford on Wednesday, you win at the, the pit uh, at the weekend, and then you're like, it's all right there. You know, it's all like that, and then it's sort of thrown back into City's court a little bit. I mean, I I still think as well, like, and maybe this is going to sound like a paranoid Liverpool fan now, but I I I think there is some mischief making around how football is presented now, and it it, it it slightly irks me. So, like, I was watching Sky Sports this morning, and they're basically putting up City's fixtures and going, "They're all piss, aren't they?" Whereas look at these dead hard ones Liverpool have got, and it's almost like you feel like the language and the graphics <laughs> and everything are urging us to fuck it up. Do you know? I mean. That would be a story. They're yeah. looking for what the narrative can yeah, be yeah. early on, the um, and, and talking around that. I think you know, f- for me, and this is this is where I think you know fans should ge- generally try and be at the 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 compilation of the fixture list for us does give us good opportunity. Jamie Carragher almost talked about this again yesterday, but I've said it, I think I've said it on here. Break this down into chunks. So we we had up until the last break. Now we've come back and we've had Bayern Munich, so no one's thought about Man United being a massive thing. So now we're all going to be ramping it up for Wednesday, aren't we? We're going to have Watford, we're going to have uh, Burnley, we're going to be ramping it up for the next two. And then it's a bit like, and then there's a week gap, so we dissipate again. And then Bayern Munich back around. So there's natural things to us. So for me, it's see where we are on Sunday, Sunday night, see where we are after Tottenham, kind of thing. And then, and, and Carragher said this, he was like, you know, and then it starts, then it's April, and then it starts, and that's it. And it's a bit. It's 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 the business. Then, if you go, let's let's all be honest. For whatever we think, and we because we've seen, we you're right. Liverpool can have this little period where they have a funk, but you know we've seen what City can be like without certain players. We've seen that City played you know 120 minutes last night and looked leggy and couldn't quite get past Chelsea. So, does that same thing happen? You know, do, do they do they lose a game? It changes it literally overnight. So it 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 
you know, we've got to just now just go through it now. We've just literally got to do the next two and just see where we look. In terms of everyone's what, getting too worried. In terms of all the comparisons, just before we go into the wider picture, and the other thing is, we talk about uh, you know the frustrations with our big performers, our star lads, our front three. Um, it's fair to say Liverpool either did a brilliant job on or Pogba just didn't come to the party in that he's completely nullified. He's, he, he's ba- yeah. He barely gets a kick in the final third that isn't from set piece. I, you know, He really, really does not get near the game and, and that must be something Liverpool have worked on and yeah, there's the injuries and it's all going on around him. You know, be fair to him, he's obviously a great player but Liverpool keep him out the game. Oh, completely. And I think one of the things about the, the Solskjaer era at United is that he is still unbeaten and he has turned Paul Pogba into the player that we knew Paul Pogba was because he's given them the freedom to play and yesterday, even after the injuries that, that's the bit, the bit where you would expect Pogba to step up and take control of the game because he has been taking control of the games but we do nullify him completely I think yeah, the Matip thing his run forward which I, I have lambasted on about three separate shows was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life yesterday and um, I, if he can do that every week I'll be happy um, but he had a fantastic game yesterday because for our fourth choice centre back to not be troubled apart from the long balls apart from the long <laughs> balls but, but even then they're, they're dealt with they, you know, they, they don't trouble us but to keep a player of Pogba's quality that quiet to keep Lukaku quiet because we know that on his day which hasn't been much of this season Lukaku can be absolutely unplayable he can be a real threat <laughs> so I think we did brilliantly in a defensive manner and as you said at the beginning all eight of our back eight are absolutely excellent. I think if Firmino had apart from Milner, you slaughtered a piece of him. Apart from Milner, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm pulling you up on that one. Yeah, <laughs> good, uh, it's a good foul from Milner on Pogba. There's an excellent foul, yeah, but there weren't enough fouls. Good foul from Fabinho on him as well. There weren't enough fouls on Rashford though. Should have done a few more. Well, um, Solskjaer was moaning about that, saying our, our treatment of him was 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 terrible, and, and he said I'm we not going to. I'm not going to say. He said I'm not going to say he was targeted, but. <laughs> should have been targeting more. Yeah. No, so, so apart from Milner, no, I thought we were excellent at the back. But if Firmino hadn't got injured, I think you would have seen more of a link between midfield and the forwards because Firmino would have been dropping that bit deeper. We, yeah, we haven't got a Firmino light at all no. in the squad. No, and, and I think he it, will it, drop into midfield. So talent and, and perhaps not the best language, really. I, I was just saying this on Talking Heads before that the manager literally said it was it was a, constru- a ca- can't even say it catastrophe uh, there we go that uh, Firmino got injured and it's like yeah okay I think that as well mate but you're the manager can you, you probably not, shouldn't say can you not say that in public yeah. please <laughs> but, he, but, it, but he's right in that there's no one there's no one else in the squad that, that's like Firmino um, and, and, and the drop off's massive just um, <clears throat> going back to the tackle the, 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 the Milner tackle one thing one positive I can take from yesterday and a couple of games this season we're a lot tougher yes than what we used to be. Um, and the amount of times you've mentioned Old Trafford specifically, I'm, I'm not just physically, I mean mentally. We just seem, we'd seem a lot more up for a battle because the amount of times over the last couple of years we've gone to places like the Etihad or Old Trafford and, you know, we've we've been beaten badly and we just seem to be... We, we, we've got this, that's what I'm trying to say. Club said last year, unless Liverpool are, basically Liverpool are either great or they get beat. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing we've learned this year and it's still developing is not being absolutely 100% but still managing to get something. We're not getting beat. We can just not get beat. Yeah. yeah. We can get into the ring now and think that we can take on anyone. But yeah. without having to be bossed to take on anyone. We're not worried that we're going to get a hide. We're not running around the ring to get away from them. So we, you know, we turned up there yesterday. I think you can take lots from that in future seasons. It's just that in the current moment you're thinking as Robbo said at the very beginning you're thinking can't you just take but your chances, lads, and help us out of here? Can't you have just scored one of them? Come no, on. I understand that, but in the in the, in the the big moments, we tend to come through, and I know we yeah. referenced it earlier, but you saw what big moments, and people think that means scoring goals, but also defensively as well. I mean, I, we'll go back to yeah. the, the, the Allison save. That yeah. was a big moment. Well, yeah, look, for, us. For, all, for all the fears we have from it, and at our turn and our of time, we're doing it, because we've done it at West Ham and it backfired a couple of times, but we're like, our defenders are like dead sure now. They're like, Nah, that's the line, and like, well, defending on dead balls is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, but, yeah. It's, but, but as a fan, you're all thinking, lads, just drop five yards and make me feel much better. That <laughs> line's boss, to, but the boss of it, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, and, and this is the thing that's I'm saying. Awesome. And this is the thing I'm saying as a fan, though, is that we're all flapping. And it was, it was only that West Ham would take it that they blocked the player. 
and he, he he gets a good shot off. There's lots of times where you'd be thinking, if that doesn't happen, he's West Ham. Where none of us are thinking about the line, but we're seeing it happen and thinking, oh, let's just please don't let that happen because we're all nervous. It's how it's it's not about how they feel about it. They're like, also, that was boss. They're going into training this morning and going. Brilliant. They're not even mentioning Massive putting it putting it into his own neck to like he was offside. Because yeah. Massive actually say to H goes no, he was offside, yeah. you know. And, but the, we're all going, fucking hell lads, what are you doing? Plus the other part of the narrative that we're all believing because straight away you see you see the commentary on that and the commentary is, well it's just offside. No, it's offside. It's just offside. There's no offside. Thing. It's just offside. offside. It's offside. It's, it's offside. just the goal on it's not me. Yeah. And he's not offside because he's made a bad run. He's offside because our line is brilliant. They, yeah, look, exactly. they look like they know what they're doing. Um and I'd say this in general play as well. I I'll always go back to a couple of seasons ago when you can see the goal and everyone they, like Lovren would be arguing with Mingley or Mingley would be arguing mm. with, with someone else. They just look like they know where they're at. Yeah. Um, again, especially with set pieces, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think that highlines phenomenal. And, and they, but it, it takes balls. Absolutely, and and to do and that. that's the thing. But I think there's a thing as well, and it's trying to be some positives within how I feel about it. Whatever we think about the game, I reckon they're going into Melwood today, and they're saying probably pretty much what we're saying on this table. Could have done better. Probably should have done better. Sadio sad. to want to pass we, to one of ours, lads. But we, yeah, but we, yeah, yeah, Sadio, you know, this one. Be nice, red, that, mate. They're in red today, mate, not us. Uh, but, you know, we know what we need to do. They're all walking in there saying, we know what our jobs were. And they're probably, I think, saying, we go to Watford and we do something. And and then, but that's where it comes back to the manager. It's a key of, well, what do Watford do on Wednesday night? How do Watford play against us? What, what are Watford's plans? How do we change it? How are we maybe made to change it for me and yours? I think I think he needs to get like that. The, the, the lads up front there. He needs to sit them down or something. Just, just go. You're, you're all right, mate. You okay? Because like I, I I honestly think like the it was almost like performance anxiety from from Mane and from Salah because the touches at times, the decision making at times, just it was like I, 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 I've, as the whole thing got to you a little bit. As you know, it's like you said before. It, like it just wasn't the natural stuff that you've seen them do a million yeah. times. I was going to say we should probably say to them, right? You're going to get fine money for every additional touch you have that you need to have. <laughs> but the problem with that is that they'll just give it away first touch, like you hear. <laughs> but we, we, it is that thing of just saying, let's just go and play football. And I, I you know, I'd like to see it against you, but you know, you probably put Salah top on Wednesday. You just say, like, just go and play football. I don't think about just go yeah. and play football. This, you're the top scorer in the Premier League, lads. You've been absolutely phenomenal for Liverpool. Do that. Yeah. I, th- I think this is one thing that the Klopp has to address, though, the reluctance yesterday to move Salah back to the middle. We've played with Salah down the middle most of the season and then moved him to the right wing. And yet, I, I, for one, was fully behind the idea of moving him to the right wing because I thought he'd become ineffectual in the middle. And he's putting some cracking performances going to the right. But if it's not working on the right... If Luke Shaw's gone in his pockets and you've got this second 45 minutes to play, shift him into the, the middle because the prob- their centre backs won't the go problem he had, yeah, The problem he had yesterday against United is he had to play so far to the right and couldn't get close to the box to be effective. Yeah. So there's lots of times where he's far to the right and you give him the ball where he's only got a full back to beat and then he's into the box. Yesterday it just felt like he was getting the ball so far right, so deep that like he had it, he couldn't put it in behind him, he had very little space. To, to work and it wasn't happening so you do think you should change that part of the problem though is what can be your midfield changes to help that you know he, he, you know, when he's got to take Fabinho off wait Fabinho off what's he changing in midfield in hindsight he probably well, should have went Shaqiri earlier or does he bring on Kaiser or does he push Henderson or Wijnaldum into that three but it, you, you, it's where you miss a, a Chamberlain it's where you miss a player yeah. like that that you know what we want Kaiser to be someone who can bring it out of the midfield you know, if he does that, if one of them players is in the three yesterday, if a player doing that from the midfield's in the three, you see more of Salah because, more because a sure should be able to get a matter when he's only got one leg though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> well, listen, the things it's it's that it's that bit, isn't it? Yeah. There's all the bits where we where we could have done things, but also the bits where they just needed to be better. Liverpool win on the day. We we just weren't at it. They just weren't at it on the day. And that's, Mane's that's mad ball to Robertson. There's just there was just little little moments like that where you're just like lads lads it's, we panicked we, yeah it was it was step bizarre it's like we got into the final third and thought we've got to make I'm, most of this I'm, I'm not trying to gloss this over but just listen to you through the last two minutes is just it just hit home just, like oh we've been so traffic we've not played well we've got a draw. Yeah, yeah, and everyone. Well, no, but they haven't got a cob on. I was about to say exactly the same thing. Well, we've gone through all traffic, and we have, thing, we've not it, lost. It is that thing. It's what you said. I bet, yeah, City fans who were going through that season when they won it in the last thirty seconds. None of that. None of these conversations matter anymore. They've played United that times or teams at that time and thought, oh, they've had this same conversation 
and on the you know on the fourteenth of May we'll be having a t- we'll never be thinking about that old Stafford game the same way we will because circumstances will have changed. It's just that twenty four hours ago we were thinking we had a boss opportunity. Yeah, uh, where it leaves us, Spurs losing two at Burnley. Ian, um, it's if we'd have gone on and won the game, you'd have said that that Spurs is Spurs are out of it. Um, they are yeah. now they are six points behind and they've got us and City to get over. You, you can imagine a universe where they come second. Uh, it's actually quite difficult to imagine a universe where they now get to come first. Yeah, although, you know, if they if they beat both us and City and we drop points elsewhere, it could still happen. But I don't see the Spurs mentality as strong enough to get through it. I think, um, you know, while the media's developed this narrative that we are bottlers and we're going to bottle it despite the fact that we're still top of the league by a point from the most expensively assembled team in the history of mankind, um, Spurs do bottle it. This is this is what they do every year. This is the best. I think this is mean. Do you, I, I disagree profoundly. Do I think you? I, I think they've shown. Um, bo- this, I don't think bottle. This, I think this the, is I the think best the, Spurs the, team of my lifetime. Yeah, and that's the point. My point to be is it's, I don't think they've got enough good players, and I think that they're just players aren't quite good enough. And I, th- I don't like this sort of trying to character assassinate them. In that I just think I think they've done unbelievably well to come back from what had been six defeats so far this season, stay competitive, win the number of games. I think yeah. they've shown unbelievable resilience. I just don't think they've got think enough good players. I, I think they've think shown unbelievable resilience. I, I think that this the Spurs team is an excellent team. They've got, I think they've got an excellent squad. They've I got think a boss manager as they've well. They've got a boss manager. Do I not think, go to Manchester. ultimately... The history of Spurs, I'm 55 years old, the history of Spurs is Spurs fall down every time they get close to anything. Even this this myth that Spurs are a cup team, they don't win things. Spurs do not win things, and they will they will perennially underachieve. And you could say that they're overachieving at the moment, but that is an excellent set of footballers he's got. You know, any of us would take Son, Kane. Um, if they were playing Ali. 27 and 13, 14, they'd be um, they'd be on 60 points and they'd be four points clear. In 13-14, they'd been four points clear. I, I could go through all the that's, years. That's fair. Oh eight, oh nine, when you know, when United finish ahead of us. Uh, at this point, we're on fifty-five points, uh, so they'd be five points clear of us, and we're seven behind United at that stage. So they'd be two points behind United. I just think at some sort of point, you've. I I think I think they it, it, they have got a set of excellent footballers. But that's the point, is that those excellent footballers have got them to 60 points right now, which is unreal. Yeah. And by the way, one foot into the last eight of the Champions League. But then they go to Burnley and they lose 2-1 in the game. Burnley are a good won. side. Ber- Burnley are a decent Spots side. Of a place to go, isn't it? But <laughs> yeah. it is, but they're not as good a side as Spurs. No, no, that, no, that's that's all, no, no, no. should be winning. They, sh- they should win, but then, you know, every season you'd have some game that you don't win. You'd have a game that you, you, you should win and you don't manage to pull it off. I, 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 I feel sorry. Into the I'm glad we don't have to go there. What's yeah, Spurs or Burnley? Burnley. Burnley? I know. City have still got to go to Burnley. And you know what? I'd love it if you. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. You, know you, you know what you were yes. missing there? A Sean Dyke choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love no, it. No, love no, it if we beat them. Burnley. No, Burnley didn't go form though. They, I mean, they, they were. They be, before the turn of the year, I think they were. They, 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 they were awful bit. before Christmas, and but they, they have been since they've been Joe. But the league. Well, since since Tom Eaton's come back in, you know what I'm saying? Namesake. There you go. But it. Oh, it's. I don't As like Andy just took credit for Tom Heaton. Yeah. Does that happen? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. That's, that's the most goalkeeper's <laughs> union moment ever. There you go. Um, and that Kepper was right to do what he did. No, he wasn't. Yeah. No, he wasn't. By the way, 75 million for him is a joke. The bottling thing, I think it's reductive, and I don't know where it's come from. Was it Tim Flowers? Like in the 90s when he mentioned that, I just think it's so reductive. Atkinson said it to United when he was in charge of Villa. Oh, going back all that, all that way. Did he? Yeah, he, he used the bottle word and then it, and then Villa fucked up and United won the league. So it, it, it kind of feels like you shouldn't be saying it in a title race. No, that there's it, any use. Yeah, it's, it's loads of shit. Because I just think I, I think that you've got three really good sides and they're, they're knocking lumps out of each other. But the important thing Liverpool, is... Liverpool and Manchester City are just very, very good football sides. Yeah. And, yeah, and, 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 and Spurs just haven't yeah. invested to buy the consistency that they need. To be um, so you shouldn't look more than one game ahead, but we've sort of done United nil nil, where it, it becomes this horrible blob. Um, Watford, Everton, Burnley, Fulham next four. I'm surprised by people are trying to put our fixtures on a screen and go, God, that looks tough. Don't get me wrong, Watford's are a good side. Everton have been a good side in 1985. Burnley, <laughs> uh, Burnley will make it difficult when they come to Anfield, and I think Fulham have got a mad one in them against someone between now Does and the Watford end of the season. Watford beat the might that is Cardiff. 
Five, and, uh, yeah, and like you know, well, Delafeo scored an at second, so all of a sudden that means he's absolutely gunning for Liverpool because, because of course, we defend like Cardiff, don't we? Um, uh, yeah, we've got Sol Bamber at centre half. <laughs> um, there is, we've got, I mean, my point, Andy, is we should be getting maximum points from them. Um, yeah. well, let's let that's what we've got to strap ourselves in for. And if we get maximum points from them, at worst, we are one point ahead of Manchester City because that's how the maths work. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm hoping. By the time I'm going to go backwards, I'm open. By the time we play Fulham, they're gone. I think they're pretty much gone anyway. But I'm open that they Fulham, that Fulham, yeah, are Fulham yeah, yeah, the Fulham are pretty much gone. Hmm. Um, I think we'll spank them anyway. For me, and I'm, I'm not just saying this because of the derby. I think Devon, Devon wants massive now. It is, yeah. Um, I think what might do us a favour with that one is that Silver needs something. Silver needs so in a, in a way that you know we're talking about the draw now. Silver needs a big result because I think he's under massive pressure. Um, and I think that could really play into our hands. I think. Fair World Cup final. And they play harder for way. Yeah. Um, Wofford, I think it, it's Wofford's a good palate cleanser just to get Old Trafford and Bayern Munich out the system. Because um, I think the, the, the Bayern results certainly in the week kind of aided to the hangover we've got over today. Um, get up, Everton out the way. I think, yeah, we definitely need Well. You'd be looking at maximum points, but the ones where you think we might slip, I think the biggest game there's definitely the derby. I think that, yeah, I think that's definitely the case. Uh, Firmino injured, but Laporte and Fernandinho both injured for City. United players dropping like flies, Gareth, through the game. You know, it's that sort of time of the season where we we've asked these footballers to run and run and run, and and that's going to happen. So it's a strange one. Can you pick me a team for Watford? Yeah, I, I want to. I want to see. I think what we talked about before. I want to see the, the players that are going to run at players and make a difference on the pitch. Um, I, I think he'll go balls out. I thought he was fairly ballsy at Old Trafford, by the way, and sitting where the fullbacks were sitting from, like the, the kick off. Um, so yeah, you want to see? I want to see. I want to see Cater back. To be honest, I want to give him give him another go. Get him running at, at, at players. Get him confidence. Get him up. Um, I, th- I think we're starting to see a player we could work with there. I understand why maybe he didn't go with him at Old Trafford, and I've seen some criticism around that. But he's still not quite there, is he? Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think Watford at home is one where he can shine. He can do something. Maybe grab himself a goal or an assist. Get involved. Get his pecker up, as it were. Um, so I'd, I'd definitely have him involved. Um, and a pro- if well, Firmino's not going to be playing, is he? he's going to be out? I think you can rule him out of Watford. I think yeah. even if even he's if leaving, he's, he's leaving Old Trafford on crutches, that doesn't sound particularly good. Even though we're still waiting for news on that. So I'd go. I'd get Shakiri in there as well because I think he's another one where he needs reviving. It's been a while since he's made like a, a key contribution. I mean, and we need him to be making key contributions uh, for the running. So he's another one where I'd want to see him revive. So both of those in the side, um, and then a lot of the side from there on in picks itself, doesn't it? No, for me, no, for me, no. We reckon doesn't look like does it? Yeah. I mean, if you you can say it picks itself, I'll go over to you. Ian, Allison and Gold, Trent. Yep. Matip, Van Dijk, yep. Andy Robertson All picked, all all picked, picked themselves um, And you're obviously picking Mane and you're picking Salah And I'll take the Shakiri the, the Shakiri yeah, shout, so that's eight of them um, If you want to even say Kaita That's nine Where's Kaita playing? Are you going to put him in in behind Salah? Are you going to put him in midfield? Are, are you, well, what are you doing there? Left of a three Left of a, left of a Basically a pivot of one and two in the midfield with Fabinho as the whole. And, you, and where's Shakiri playing then? Shakiri on the right hand side up front. <coughs> he's never done that. He's never done it, but he's he's, he's the closest we got to it. That's so getting involved. Let's be balls out. If we move, if yeah, if we're going to be balls out for, we move Salas to centre. We put Shakiri on the right, Mane on the left, because um, we haven't played Shakiri anywhere near a left at any point. We tried Kaiser on the left of the three, and it, it admittedly wasn't settling in. But I think. Kaita to run from midfield, either Wijnaldum or Henderson to play on the right of the three in midfield with Fabinho as a holder. Because I think Fabinho, at the moment, should be basically the first name on the team sheet. But I think he's in excellent form. Andy, what are you doing? Uh, I bring I bring that bit of Trent's given, isn't he? Uh, I'd try and get Kaita involved in the midfield three, potentially, for assuming Fabinho's out. I might even go... I might even start with Origi, you know. Oh, so you keep you would you would you move Salah or would you keep Origi? Or would you move Salah or would you play Origi off the left? I would. Or right. I'd play Origi centrally and play Salah off the off the right. Yeah, but push both wide, push both the wide men wide. So typically this year, one of them's gone wide and one of them's been quite close to Firmino because Firmino drifts. If you assume you're playing Origi, he's not going to do that. He's going to play on the shoulder, so you try and stretch it a little bit. Don't want to see storage. No. No, it, it didn't. Well, he hasn't had a chance. No. He, has, he hasn't had um, a chance. 
But no, it, it, it's, inter- it's interesting. But no, I, I maybe give that a go. And then you've got Shakiri off the bench if uh, if you need to change it up. I don't think you can play Shakiri and Shakiri in that midfield. Um, I don't think that works. So then Wijnaldum stays in and that leaves Henderson. Jay, what are you doing? Um, I'm changing the formation, putting Salah up top. I reckon you play Fabinho and Henderson. I reckon Henderson's gone off. Wijnaldum probably do it a rest. He's been sick, he's been injured. He's got that knee strap on Annie. You give, you give him a blow there, you put him on the bench. And I have Keita, Shakiri, and Mane behind Salah. So you play Keita number 10? Uh, you can do what you fucking want. Sound change. Basically, I'm, no, I'm saying to them. I'm genuinely saying to them. Like, don't, don't, Jay's application for new Chelsea manager. Do you want? Yeah, well, you know, it seems to work, don't it? Do you know what I mean? So, be all right. I'm, I'm, Chelsea. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's more order than they've had. Um, let, let us know when you want to be no, subbed. No, I, I, yeah. think, I, I think you're, you're saying to. You're, you're, I think you put Keita yet behind Salah. And I think you say to Shakiri, you go wide. But but then a bit of fluidity, a bit of the you know, Salah does this a lot. Salah likes to drop if he's not getting the ball. So, you know, do you put Mane up there a bit and see what happens? I, I just think we've got to do this thing where Watford aren't gonna come and make it easy for us. And I think we could potentially get very nervous. Well you put your shown initials to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I presume you know them. They're all Liverpool players. Yeah. Mane, um, you're saying a two. I'm saying you could make an argument. To, you could do an argument to do Salah and Mane up top together. Shakiri off the right, and then you've got to work out who plays left mid for you, and then play for, play four four two. Well, does Kaita go and play left mid, and you play Fabinho and Henderson there? Oh yeah, possibly. And you use Kaita. I, I just think there's a thing where you've got to say, right? I don't. Th- this is where Nigel start to tell. It's a game where we're all looking at it now to say, right, let's bounce back after Man United. <laughs> And if Watford, because the league's a bit like the same time, teams who have been crap then can turn up, they come with a bit of confidence. Just, and you, just scored five. And like Watford, you're thinking to us, like when we played Watford away, you're thinking, you know, it took 60 minutes to, to start breaking yeah. them down. I reckon our fans and team could get a bit nervous. So I just think we want to be on top of them. I don't want it to be a frustrating game. I want it to be we're on top of them and we just haven't scored yet. Like the Bournemouth game. Yeah, rather than a, oh my God, are we even going to get a chance kind of thing. So I just think you put... You, you literally you do what Liverpool's done in 13-14 you split the team in half you'd have a goalie and you'd have five defenders and you'd have five attackers and you just say go ahead go and play two two games of five a side against these and go and do what you want and you, you say to Henderson you know push on because the other thing we've got we need from midfield a bit is that pace and Kite uh, and Fabinho does it really well as well but I think them two offer us something very different in terms of getting the ball and playing passes Fabinho is really good at that taking it take, being calm and trying to play it in behind play it wide Henderson with short, sharp passes, playing it into a kite's feet, saying, go on, go and do something now, getting the ball and recycling it quickly. Might be a good thing where, where suddenly people are looking at that midfield thinking, well, they're going to do two things to us here. If we, if, we, if, we, if we drop off them, Henderson's going to get it short and can try and play short passes. If we come to them, Fabinho can play them behind to the full-backs with a Trento or a Robertson. So I think it just gives us more options in the game. OK. Um, prediction for Watford, Andy? 3-0. Wow, what well, Wednesday night we're all having? <laughs> I was going to say 3 0 as well. Oh, God. What happened to Boss Wednesday night? <laughs> yeah. That's going to be fabulous. Strangely. 3 0. 3 0. Go ahead. I was going 2 0. But I'll go for 3. Fuck it. Get him with the 3 0 gang. Salah uh, uh Thank you very much. Well, he scored 4 against them last night. No, no, Davy scores, by the way. Davy Keith scores. Oh, well, he's 4 0 now. <laughs> uh, uh, thank yeah, you very much indeed to Andy Heaton, to Ian Salmon, to Jay McKenna, and to Gareth Roberts. It has been the Anfield up this week in association with Reds Bet. Liverpool have got this huge game now against Watford. Let's see what Anfield's like. I reckon Wednesday night could be, could be another fantastic night under the lights at Anfield field where everybody decides to make it a lovely occasion for Liverpool to go well at least one point clear I reckon City are dropping points to Bournemouth or West Ham by the way but more on that later Sports Social Podcast Network